What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Healthy Scratch Podcast Playoff Edition. My name is Spencer Plamondo. I'm Tyler O'Connor. I'm the lifeless, soulless, <laughs> ever sad body of what once was Christian Johnson Galvez. I feel like I need to get like really sad violin music there, like just for that sake. That would be really good to do in editing. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like maybe we can do it. Maybe we'll pull it up. We'll pull it up. Uh, we are Healthy Scratch. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts under the Hot Sauce Sports banner. All right, so let's dive in. Let's start with the with the Habs and Vegas Golden Knights. <clears throat> this series, I got to say, man, this is like, I can't believe the Canadians are playing the way they're playing. It's been incredible to watch. And like I, the Vegas, this I had this conversation with someone today where I was like, it looks like something's up with Vegas. And then I stopped myself and I was like, no, like at a certain point, we need to start giving the Habs credit yeah. here. We said this with Winnipeg. We said this with Toronto. Like, and I, 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 it sort of it was a slip of the tongue. Like, I, I really appreciate how well they've been playing. But like, it's, it's, it's just interesting because that's the mindset with them. You see so many people still talking about them like that. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's all price. It's, all, it's not all price. Like, if you're watching these games, this team is playing very, very tight. I don't know why every time the underdog wins or the the, the quote unquote underdog wins in hockey. People try to find like bullet point excuses to yeah. be like, oh, well, you see this happened. They, they, they came up with excuses against the Leafs and then they came up with excuses against the Jets. And then now, like, don't get me wrong. The Knights are definitely the hardest. This is the biggest test of out by of far. the three teams yeah. by far. But at a certain point, like you said, like, did the Jets not perform well or did the Habs just shut everything exactly. down? Exactly. That's you know, the like thing. did the Leafs, did the Marner Matthews not play well, or did the Habs just yeah. do such a good good job at containing them? That, the Habs that, are, that, are, I mean, in game two, I thought the Habs really, like, look, Vegas again, like after the strong start from the Habs, yeah. Vegas did yeah. have, they, you know, the shots were heavily in their favor and everything. Yeah. And it, but even throughout that, like the Montreal really, they didn't lose track of their game plan. They yeah. very much kept a steady hand like they yeah. for, to me even through that they weather that right like you're gonna have yeah. that that's gonna happen against yeah. a team like vegas yeah. so if you can weather it like that i mean that's that's all i can ask for really as as, well, as a fan and i feel like when you, we were talking about that with with underdogs being underappreciated and people always trying to find these reasons for why yeah, it's like, not legitimate yeah. i feel like with a team like montreal and the islanders for that matter that are, are very defensive in how they yeah. beat teams that's yeah. a bit tougher to catch with the eye. Like that's a bit tougher to appreciate too. It doesn't pop in the same way as as. Well, it's not as sexy. No, exactly. So it's it's one of those things that just because you're not necessarily seeing it or it's not popping off the screen like you know a, a, a McDavid and Drysital end to end rush, yeah. it doesn't mean they're not like effectively shutting down the other team, which is <clears> I think what you, they are doing. Like it, you yeah. watch how they've been playing since game six or seven of, of the first round against Toronto is it's been a very, very tight ship. Like I, I, I really have been impressed and I, I, I spoke openly about how I was having a hard time getting into it and having a hard time yeah. getting sucked into that series. And yeah. really they've, they've really won me over. Oh, a hundred percent. I was texting yeah. my friend yesterday and I was just saying like after the game, I was like, I can't remember the last time I've been this nervous during games but like in a good fun reason, in yeah. a good fun way. Yeah. Not in like the oh, I don't want to get my our, our our faces kicked in. Like like this is like and like I'm just gonna be sad the whole time. Like it's genuine. Like oh like we have a chance kind of nerves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. And that's not. Yeah. We don't get that often, right? We're not used to that. That's been. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It's, and yeah. like two two things to to touch on what you said earlier about um you know like the Habs weathering the storm and stuff like that that was kind of, you know. Um, 
going into Vegas uh, to, to start up the series was kind of like, at least I had, if, if, if you were looking at it as a like logical Habs fan, you were probably thinking best case scenario, they split game one and two in Vegas, like they did in Toronto. You know, you think, yeah. look, they're, they are on paper, the underdogs, like best case scenario, you split, you get back to the bell center and you try to try to get the ball rolling, um, which they did. And like you mentioned before too, like, look, man, like I love the house, but there's no denying that. Yeah. They are still lacking that, that, that talent, that, that elite High firepower skill, that yeah. these other teams have, which means that they're like going into both series, not so much Winnipeg, but Toronto and Vegas. Uh, we knew that there were going to be moments where they're just going to have to uh, uh, bend down the hatches and and, we- and weather the storm. And, you know, yeah. you just hope that, like, the team bends but doesn't break, and you hope that Price is up for the task. And, like, look, they did that against the Leafs. And, again, they, they it's two games into this series, but they did that last night. Like you said, there was a moment where I was – I couldn't even watch because I was like, it's only a matter of time. They're going to let this slip away. But yeah. they didn't. Credit to them. Yep. Um, and even in game one, man, like what was the final score? Four one. Like, it, I, it, I don't think it was as, you know, David versus Goliath as that four one score might tell you. Like, well, I, I, there was, was a some weird moments game. where Vegas definitely took over, but like I yeah. think Montreal for its own. Like Montreal had a lot of chances. They came out flying. Montreal, yeah, Montreal a lot dominated. Of golden they chances dominated. to start. Yeah, that's a different game. Yeah. If you get a goal early, for sure, I think that that very well could have been a yeah, different game. They had you know, a bunch of chances. It's it's interesting you say you know like you were watching last night and you were you're thinking like oh it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it was after I guess when it was three one I would imagine right. Well, yeah, they they did the because they let up they scored the third one to make a three nothing yeah, if I remember and then correctly it was and then before quickly. the period yeah. ended they gave Vegas one yeah and so, I was like and it was and I was just like oh fuck man. I had the same that's, thought that's. So look, the, the the odds are very long. The odds are still very very long that they win the cup. But yeah. I gotta say, they are doing a lot of things that those underdog teams that go all the way do. The gutsy efforts, and the, the, the the insanely tight team game that causes the whole to be yep. greater than the sum of its parts. They're, you know, you see Gallagher skating off the ice all bloody last <laughs> night too. That was just like yeah. just it was such a great image of it. Yep. Um. They're getting great goaltending from from Price back there. It's I don't know. It's interesting. Game one, like they 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 came out flying, man. They really did. They came out flying, and then it got away from them. And I was expecting that to open the door for Vegas to basically take the series by the throat in game two, yep. and that didn't happen. Yep. Like the Habs that we saw throughout the year, you know, for the last half of the season. Uh, which again, there it's a fucked up year, and there was a lot of variables. There was a, a very condensed schedule. It's easier to write it off, but the team we've seen over the past couple of years too, like you're expecting them to come out and get steamrolled in game two. Like they, they came out, they had their chance in the first period of game one. They were great. They got scored on, they lost the, the script and <clears throat> lost the game. And then game two, Vegas comes out, steamrolls them, takes the series. That's it. But that's not what happened. The Habs came out and stuck to the game plan and shut Vegas down and frustrated them and pounced and they were opportunistic came up flying again off the hop it's look they're 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 really impressive it's 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 something to watch yeah man it, it rocks and it's just you know it's just kind of i think it's 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 just one of those sport things where it's fun because maybe fundamentally or logically it doesn't make sense but 
that's just sports. You know what I mean? Like it's especially in hockey. I should never, this is two years in a row now. I should never, ever, ever see not just the Habs, any team in general, any teams in general, when the playoffs start, I should never see a list of all the hockey personalities putting in, uh, like their series predictions and everybody unanimously picking one team. Yeah. I should never see that again. No Last one wants to be the guy. Or the, and then the this person. year with the Leafs, like yeah. that, that it, I don't know how many times we have to, we, ha- I don't know how many years we have to spend watching this sport before we realize that it's not basketball. Yeah. It's not football. It does not matter. At the end of the day, it's a black puck that ricochets around the ice and has boards that stops it and it's played on ice and sometimes the ice is good and sometimes the ice is bad Mm -hmm. and sometimes the puck bounces a bunch and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it hits the post just a millimeter to the left and it goes in or sometimes it hits it a millimeter to the right and it goes out there's so many random factors to this sport Mm -hmm. that i just can't understand why people are just so caught off guard every time like because again, like the thing with the Habs was always like, and like I don't know the numbers of it, but from because I'm not fully caught up on like how the advanced stats work and all that. But as far as I can tell from everybody that I know who does know this, like that part of the game, um, like the Habs have never been a bad team. The thing that they've always just been missing is that really, well, there's been a few pieces, but the biggest piece has always just been somebody to put to capitalize, like, somebody to scare the yeah. other team offensively. Yeah. Someone to capitalize so just, on all those expected goals. Yes, Barry Cockingemi passes that nobody yeah. could freaking bury. You know what I mean? Like all those beautiful setups from from guys that just, you know, like there's no real goal score on the team. I mean, there's one coming up and we all hope that he can fill the big shoes that everyone seems to have given him. So I just don't know why people are so caught off guard because if we all agree that like the only thing that they're really, really lacking is goal scoring. Look, man, like sometimes playoffs are all about depth and they're all about like people that you weren't expecting to chip in chip in you know what i mean yeah. and like you watch the game you watch and people you watch the the the, the habs throughout the, the season and people didn't like edmondson he's been a fucking rock star he's been uh, yeah i i criticized edmondson repeatedly yeah i was me saying too, but repeatedly. he's rocked yeah. he's been great you know i've been very Weber's happy he's been, been better charrot's been better yeah um you know uh, Anderson's had a rough go, but Suzuki's I think he's hurt, been man. Great. Caulfield's been better than everyone expected. I do think Anderson's hurt. Yes. Uh, you I know who has been really impressing me is Paul Byron. Yeah, man. And he was another one that people are kind of like writing, not writing off, but people are kind of being like, uh, you know, maybe he's just run out of juice. Yeah. Maybe he's run out. Of Honestly, magic. Well, I, no, it looks, there were, it again, man. there were legitimate questions to ask when it comes to that. Cause like he, he burst onto the scene and he was yeah. very effective. He was really yeah. effective in those first few years. And then in the past couple of years, he's kind of lost a bit of that effectiveness. He hasn't been quite as much of a, of a, it might even just be a confidence thing, honestly. Like I look yeah. at him now and in the playoffs and like, he's just well, looking way more confident. He's trying way more dynamic things. Like he's trying yeah. these little dynamic plays and like offensive moves that like he never would have tried, you know, earlier in the year. And like, it's good to see it's, 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 he's feeling it. They don't always work, but like he's, he's seeing the opportunity, you know, he's trying to do it yeah. and he's playing great well, with, uh, defensively, 100%. of course. Um, and with him too, you also have to wonder, like there was that, that fight, yeah, the that concussion he got, that he got knocked out. Mackenzie Weger. Like that like there was a yeah against Mackenzie Weger, and that was like 
you could it was it was night and day when he came back. Yeah, like you could tell it yeah. really shook him. Um, so you wonder how much of that like was still carrying on up until even yeah. this season. It's it a good just, point. You know, it was always in the back of his mind. But yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um, you know who I have been really impressed with as well. Who is it? Mark Stone. <laughs> it has been Mark Stone. It is. has been. It has been. But it's hard not to be with him. Dude, he um, looks Stone. like he was ripped straight out of Lord of the Rings. Well, he just rocks in all areas. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Including the hair and the, the beard and yeah. the, the facial expressions and the He's the, basically the Aragorn. Yeah, pretty much. The the freaking uh, tape job that he does and He's just a beauty all around. Rocks. Yeah, no, someone someone tweeted a picture of a the old cover for the Wii remote and then a picture of Mark Stone's tape job <laughs> and they look exactly the same. <laughs> That's awesome. So ugly, man. But if it works, it works. Chris, but... what's your feeling been on Montreal Vegas? Uh, wouldn't it be nice if I could cheer for a team? <laughs> I don't yeah. I, I I can't I can't even I can't even begin to understand how much fun you guys must be having. It's and I'm fun. sitting here in misery this whole time. It's like, like it's it's great because I live in Montreal and people are happy. And uh, I, I watched the game at a terrace and nice. just like being around other people. Now that I'm double vaccinated is like feels like a little bit of normalcy and people were really happy about it. So I'm happy for people for sure. But also so much hatred, so much hatred. It's not even that I think Habs fans are bad. It just it, like makes me hate the Leafs more. <laughs> well yeah it's the, the yeah it's the they have you know yeah they they have nicer things than me not saying that the habs have a ni- nice i'm just saying that when you're looking at what you have and then you look across the table it's always easy to compare well obviously it doesn't matter what i have on my table it sucks you got nothing on your table you got jason you got spets on your table i would take 30 jason spets's jason spets is a beauty over over whatever fucking garbage i have uh, okay, yes. So in actual hockey sense, uh, Montreal played really well the first 10 minutes in that first game, and I was surprised, and then Vegas kind of took over. Yeah. In the last game, I thought that Montreal really like enforced their system. And we had talked yeah. about like the three the three four checkers yeah. and how Vegas could combat that with their one two two, and they actually did do that in that first game. In that second game, I don't know, I looked like Vegas's like even their breakout and their their four checking, like they were just all off, and I don't yeah. know if that's just like Montreal was in their heads or if they just had a bad game it happens you can have a bad game for sure but like I was just I was very it was uh if you're Vegas you're concerned that like the only thing you can do is use that one two two and it didn't work this game so you hope yeah. to God that next game you score one of those 30 things that price is stopping that would never be stopped by any other person on the human planet <laughs> and then you you assume that it's going to be fine uh the Leafs did that it doesn't work so if I were them I would you know double down and like I, I I'm such a I'm I'm such a non-narrative guy and I really hate narratives, but like you, there's a, there's a story behind how hard the Habs work and that's fine. I'm, I'm here for that story. It's hard to say that they don't do that. And there's a element to that, that no other team has. I think Vegas is one of those teams. Yep. So this is like a really interesting mashup of that. But yeah. last night, like it, it, uh, it was the carry price show. Like it has been for the last like eight games or whatever. Um, and Flurry looked kind of off, but he looked off in game one too. Like he, well, he, 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 like he fought, he fought the puck in the first bit. ten minutes. He yeah. definitely fought the puck in the first ten minutes yeah. against the Habs. But like he the first up. game. Yeah, he did tighten up. He yeah. didn't have that in this one. Uh, he let in the 
like I just said, that the Foley goal was awful, but like, I mean, you're not going to get too mad at him. It's still a one-timer. It's just yeah, a flop. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's fine. It's tough to even say that was awful. Honestly, it was a change up. Like it was, it's, it's, yeah, it's it, it looks worse than you, it fundamentally is like from a, a goalie standpoint. Yeah. Like it's like, he has saved enough pucks in his past to earn one goal that you think of like, nah, he might, might've had that. Like yeah. it's not a huge deal. Yeah. And they, they came back. I, I was surprised that Montreal hasn't read that, face-off play that they I don't even, get, don't even get me perpetually, started on that. don't even get me like, started on that perpetually the same thing and uh it's crazy that they have like you know it's either Shea Theodore or Petrangelo to give that puck to because those are just what what awesome weapons to have oh man seriously uh no I, I, I've been so like puzzling surprised with how good the hockey is and like two games have been very very interesting two games and yeah that's all that's all I want it's um not watching the Islanders that's all I want. In life. Speaking of, let's let's uh, transition to that. Let's go to Lightning Islanders. I'm actually watching this game right now. Um, it's two one Tampa in game three right now. What's your take been on this one, Chris? I, I'm not worried for Tampa. Shocker to everyone, I'm not going for the Islanders in this series. <laughs> but like the 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 thing that's con- like confused me the first game was that you're like, okay, the Islanders played exactly how they wanted to play, and Tampa played their worst game in the last three years. And they only lost to one. Yeah. If you're Tampa as a player, like I've done this before, I've beat this exact team before with this exact system. It's like the, it's the perfect recipe for the Islanders to come and punch them in the face and make me look stupid. So now that I've <laughs> uh, said I don't want the Islanders to win, they'll obviously win. Now that I've put my hat in the ring for Mark Stone, Vegas will all obviously lose. It's just what I do as a as a fan. Well, um, we you're doing God's work. We appreciate it. Yeah, you know what? No problem. That's what I'm here for. Uh, that's the only benefit I have to this podcast is just to increase whatever team is playing against the Leafs' chances. Uh, the Islanders play a, um, a style of hockey that I find boring. But, but when they're losing, they play fun hockey. Yep. And they can play fun hockey. And, and I'm guilty of it, and I will come back and say it. There are some solid players on that lineup that can create fun flashy offense yeah guys like barzal josh bailey even brock nelson's got it in once in a while yeah Uh, palmieri's been a good find like they they have guys that can do that i don't like the way they play in general but that's i mean if you're an islanders fan they've been you love it much more exciting to watch in the playoffs i I found them thoroughly entertaining throughout the playoffs like during the season again there's been games like put a bullet in my brain i'm i'm not a fan of watching defensive hockey when nothing is is happening but in the playoffs i mean it it just the stakes call for a lot more you know crazy shit going on so it, it ends up balancing out i find and like i've ever and they lead the league in scoring right like they've got the most goals in the league throughout the playoffs like it, yeah, they, they've and, been, and they've been a bottom three in the regular season scoring yeah, team for the last exactly. four years it's just like exactly. very odd flip I didn't like them in the first round. I'll admit the Bruins series was mildly entertaining. I this love one is that great. series. I think, I great I think series. what's great about this series in particular is that if there's ever been a team that could punch on the like the one mistake the New York Islanders make in the first period, it's the Lightning. Yeah, and it puts it puts uh, New York on its ass at the beginning. And when they're on their ass, they open up. And when they open up, there's good games there. There's good hockey. Uh, so Islanders fans, I'm sorry that I've been mean about your team all year, but. <laughs> You've swayed me slightly, though I still hope you lose. 
I'm sure they are not happy. Any Islanders fan listening, I, I, just knowing the Islanders fans I do, I'm sure they want nothing. It would just be a, a barrage of taunts and 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 low blows, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, what do I know? I'm a Leafs fan. Obviously, it's a very, <laughs> very easy argument. Probably, so, I mean, probably, they'd probably make a video about it and you know, throw snakes. No, that's only if you leave them. Which, by the way, like for all the, the, the shit that I give Islanders fans, this is not because of Tavares. I would also be mad oh, yeah, if my yeah, favorite yeah. player left like without what being traded if? to the deadline. It's a matter and... of when. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, I guess. But like, no one's left the Leafs yet. Like, uh, yeah, But like... Uh, I would be mad if my star my star player left and like all year made it seem like he was staying. It happened to me in soccer and now I hate that guy. So like I get it. That's not why I'm mad at them. I'm mad at them because I like I hate the way that they play hockey usually. Yep. Yep. I'm also really mad at the revisionist history with Lou Lamorello, but we'll get into that later. Um so yeah, that series has been great. Yeah. Go lightning. I've I've enjoyed it as well, Ty. Yeah, and they're fun. I don't know. Chris basically stole everything I was gonna say, but <laughs> Yeah, no, it's basically, I, I mean, like, I never, I never really cared that the Islanders played boring hockey in the sense that I never really watched them enough to, like, give a crap. Yeah. Um, But, but I always knew they were doing it. But, like Chris said, it is fun to see that, you know, when their backs are up against the wall or when they feel like they need to turn it around, they can open it up a little yeah. bit. Not even a little bit, just floodgates open, and they can just oh, they can it. they can really play offense, yeah. and like which makes me so mad about the rest of the game. I know, but like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know, and I don't know why. I guess I guess it's just they they think I again I don't know, but you know they're fun, they're fun, and I mean outside of Barzell, they don't really have like anybody high end that. Like yeah, oh, like they've got like like Everly's good and Bovillia's good and like uh, you know Barzal is a but Barzal's on like another level yeah um uh you know and like Pajot I'm a big fan of Pajot I think he's smart um but you know they really open it up and like like you know say what you will about that fourth line like they might not be the best hockey players but when they're flying around too like that's fun to watch and it's just. I don't know, man. It's I wish it's like Chris said. I wish they just did this all the time and just like saved us the pain and suffering. Can, um, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Now you watch Gigi Peugeot and Mark Stone. Do you have like a revisionist history on how the Senators got that far in 2017? Yes. Like I always thought that team like way outperformed what they were. Had like, no like, interest in how they got there. Like, oh. We were like, as quite... those players left. Obviously, Eric Carlson's not the same guy, but like prime Eric Carlson, prime Hoffman. Yeah, and then like the younger versions of Stone and Pajot, like no wonder they got far. Those guys were fucking awesome. Yeah, man, that team kind of rocked. Carlson was playing on one heel that uh, playoffs too. That was rough. That was. I tell Tyler this all the time, but that year of Eric Carlson is the best hockey player I've seen in my life. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was next level. He's he's up there. He's up there. The guy literally had half of his heel in one of his feet replaced after that playoff run he's, because of the injury he was playing through. It doesn't even have like a leather ankle now. Like yeah, it's just exactly. Like, yeah. And his, he hasn't been the same since, understandably. Yeah, speaking of which, man, like it's almost heartbreaking. I'll watch him play and it's just, you you, you can tell it was in there at one point. Like yeah. all the talent in the world was in there and it's still there. It's just his body can't yeah. do the things that it used to. Yeah. You know, which is sad, man. It's so sad when... I mean, it's sad when any player's career 
gets ta- uh, hampered by any kind of injury. But like when you see a talent like that, just, you know, like evaporate in front of your eyes. I don't know, man. It's rough. And he goes through stretches where he it's plays sad. great and it's just like, oh man. But yeah, yeah I think, I think, like you said, I think physically he just doesn't have the he's ability. Just like, he's just skating because yeah. his skating was always the thing that put him on that next tier. And now he doesn't, like, I mean, he still skates better than 99.9% of the people on the yeah. planet, but it's just not what it was. He lost, he lost Augusta speed he had. Yeah. 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 He used to be able to do the McDavid thing where, like, you're at, yeah. like, flat full and, with and, him, and then he just. Yeah. You think you're at full stride, and then he just takes off on another gear, and you're like, "Well, fuck me!" And I, I got yeah. like, I got nothing now. He was like the OG Kale McCarr. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what he yep. was. Yep. Yeah. He was. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been good, guys. Uh, I'm excited about the rest of these playoffs. Uh, before we jump off, what are you guys? What are you guys predicting in this series? What do you? Who do you got in uh, in each series? Chris, go first. Can I talk? Can I talk about the Leafs first? No. Yeah. Go ahead. Again. Yeah, we talk about the Leafs. Come on, they're at, they're at least part of this podcast. Give them something. They well, suck you at everything already, else. You were right, already crying about the before. I figured shoot, that covered they, it. What did they Jeez. shoot at the golf course today? I don't fucking know. I don't care. <laughs> okay, two things. If you're a Leafs fan, uh, don't let anyone tell you you have to cheer for the Habs. That's bullshit. They would never do that for you, so fuck that. Yeah, we don't want you. Uh, and two, yeah, that's fine. We don't want you either. <laughs> uh, we have nothing to cheer for, though, so it's fine. Uh, two. What is going on with Lou Lamorello? Why do we want him back? Because he's. Does anybody remember what that team looked like when he was here? Still in, and yours isn't. That's Barry Trotz. That's not Lou Lamorello. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that's the reasoning behind it. Barry Trotz. I want every. The recency bias in hockey is the most powerful thing in the entire world. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sum it up quickly here. Like Barry Trotz is gonna be the reason Garth Snow gets his next job. Yes. Barry Trotz did a lot of the work here. And, like, I'm not saying Lamorello is a bad GM. Lamorello's his, his track record speaks for itself. But, like, part of that track record is the fucking mess that he left in Toronto for, for Dubas to clean up. And, like, I don't like, know. and that's, and it's, I, I understand his history is great. And I, and I understand that. But to say that, like, maybe just, better off with him. I'm not even talking about the, like, I don't care what the roster looked like. Nothing. What did they win when he was there? Also, yeah. nothing. It yeah. wasn't yeah. better. Look, I mean, maybe at you guys can sign Marlowe to another line. Maybe you can sign Marlowe yeah, like to another three-year deal. Well, he like he, Marlo got the the deal that Spezza just got. Marlo signed it at this age for three years, six and a half million dollars. Exactly. That's Lou. Yeah. The Nikita Zaitsev seven years, five million dollars. That's Lou. Yeah. When he left, Ron Hainsey was Morgan Riley's defense partner. There was not oh. a lot of good stuff on that team. I know it didn't win anything now, but you can't look at it and say. That's a better team than it was before. Yeah, no, the the Lamorello and like again, his track record speaks for itself. But he's also an old dude. Like he's a very old school guy. He comes from like, like generations past, and like it remains. He literally to be seen. looks like a dinosaur. Yeah, and the he, best thing he did in the last five years is hire Barry Trotz. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's even... easily the best coach in the league? Also, that, did you guys that's... hear that it's it it was him or Cooper for Canada? And it looks like it's going to be uh, Cooper, eh? That's oh, smart, well, actually. I can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's fine. Hopefully, I, he'll like, be an assistant. Again, I have all the respect in the world for Barry Trotz. So that's it. Life. That's all I want to say about the Leafs. They still suck, that's but it. I don't want Lou Amarillo back. Yeah, no, Something Kyle Dubas. Is, get... Do not. Don't get rid of Kyle Dubas. What are you thinking? If you they don't, the guy's going to be in the fucking Hall of Fame one day. Wow, you heard it here first. All Spencer right. said Relax, it on this podcast Spence. before no, I did. Okay, I, I agree. I agree with him. 
but it probably won't be with the Leafs. Look but I you, agree Spence. with him. I, I wouldn't even go that far. Honestly, there's there's a ton to work with still there. If there's anyone yeah, fucking smart enough to to know how to get through this and stay the course, it's gonna yeah, be him. Absolutely. So it's all good, Chris. Look, you you might hate hate your life right now, but you guys are gonna get Dougie, and it's gonna be okay. I don't know how the fuck that would work out. You know, one of the things it's, that I find it's, is it's... interesting with the Leafs, just quickly, and I know this is gonna turn into like a fifteen minute discussion. God damn it. That's fine. Um, Morgan Riley. I look at that situation with him, and I'm like, man, like with the the contract that he has, it's an incredible value, right? Like it's it's just a great value deal. But at the same time, I don't know if he like there's limitations to to what he can do as your number one. So it's it's yep. and, and uh, catch so twenty two. I, I and this is not it's not hidden news for anyone. Dubis is in love with Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, he loves. He him. has been from the big. He tried to get him originally from uh, Calgary. He tried to get him from Boston when he was assistant GM. Like he loves Dougie Hamilton with reason. Dougie Hamilton is great. Yeah. Now, the I think like we talked about a little bit like when they lost, but like that was the last game Morgan Riley played for the Leafs. That wouldn't shock me. That's five million dollars, and he's not going to resign for whatever another five. It'll be eight or nine next time. We don't have that. It's not. It's not going to happen. Uh, and you you know I know that that's not a good contract, but you know someone will give it to him. That's just what, the, the way what it is. he's going to get next. You mean? Yeah, because yeah. like you think he'll get nine? Not not he, in he once scored seventy five but... points. Say, have you? Do you guys know who Jim Benning is? It's a Vancouver yeah, that's boy. Fair. That's fair. He's not giving these guys too much credit. Honestly, no, no. I think he gets in the eight, though. I think he gets in the eight range. Yeah, like, and that's and, which is still and way good too much. for him. He deserves it. He's a good player. It's okay, just but, it doesn't. The Leafs can't do that. What they can do, and it sucks. And I, you can disagree all you want. Uh, it's very clear Zach Hyman wants seven or six and a half. That's also yeah, gone. That's too much. See you later. Yeah. He's, he's 29. It, like... He's 29. He's already torn both ACLs. Yeah. Like you, you can't. You no. just, you can't do it again. You have about 15 million dollars. But the decision is, if Wayne you Simmons lose Hyman, and Jumbo Joe, those guys are gone. That's it's done. I, I think, I think, what I'm confident is in, is that Dubis saw they pushed. Everyone pushed for that gritty team. It didn't work. They're gonna double down on scoring. I still think all, I still think I'm the grit was misused. I think there was a an issue with how it was deployed there in the playoffs. Personally, oh, it, 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 that's a coaching thing, oh. and, it, and yeah, Keith is is not without criticism for this series. Like, yeah. Really not. That we'll by the way, like it's it's it's. I'm talking about the Leafs. The Leafs. No, no, Fle- like. Oh, like, but which player was deployed? On, like, that's probably. Oh, I, I just felt like there wasn't uh, enough emphasis on letting those guys try and get out there and set the tone physically. Like I felt like, and in fairness, that's not Toronto's game, and it hasn't been Toronto's game at any point. But at the it, same time, it also just seemed to be that they were injured. Yeah, well, like that's, the, that's the, that's the guys that were supposed yeah. to do that. Like Foligno yeah. had no back; he hurt his back in like the second game of the regular season. He was with the Leafs, Leafs and they already lost it. So, like, yeah, there's your first round pick that you got for literally nothing. Because he got injured, and that uh, I'm sure Simmons, that, that Simmons, his hand was sure. broken. He was never the same after. I'm sure and Thornton was just old. Like you can't expect a 41 year old to be that guy. Yeah. But so there was like, really like there work. was a lack of like a real reliance on on skill all the way. Where it was just like there was there wasn't a ton of and it, look it, it, maybe it was really that maybe they were just that beat down that they couldn't get anything going on that front. But I feel like that even. Even beat up, those guys would have a little bit more of a beating heart if they were given a bit more of a, a well, sort of a. There, there, there were a few interviews afterwards that were like, 
uh, I don't know if it was Weber or Sherrod or whatever, but one of them said like, yeah, that was not Nick Foligno and that was not Wayne Simmons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it just, they just, they just weren't there and it, it sucks, but like, that's the, that's the price you pay. Sometimes it's, it, you get injured. You, but, you know, that, that it, those are, you have to get through it. And I, I think for the, the, for them, the lesson will be that the D is fixed. The goaltending is fixed and the, and you have most of those guys for next year. And you have fifteen million dollars now. You're going to lose either Kerfoot, Hall, or Dermot to Seattle. That's almost guaranteed. Uh, does replacing Dougie, uh, Morgan Riley, with Dougie, if Dougie can take a small, not saying ex- extensive, but a small discount to play in Toronto, which apparently he might, like if you're paying Dougie seven, that's a hell of versus a deal. Riley at five is your team better? I would say yes. I think absolutely. No, he did. Yeah, absolutely. but no, he, you're yeah. definitely way better off with Dougie. Yeah, but like if you're gonna give him, I don't know, man. Like if he's taking seven, like he's he's, he's not like like there's a, there are a lot of guys that you can say that are like he's a weird guy, like not in a he's a hockey weird guy. Yeah. I know he doesn't fit in everywhere, but like if there was a place for him to fit in, it would be Toronto. It, he'll be fine. I like. I'm not saying he'll sign for seven. He could sign for eight. Honestly, I'd probably even take him at nine. Like he's no, he's, yeah, he's a he's, he's a really good player. Yes. If you but if you can get him for a little bit less because he likes Toronto, you have to take you have to jump on that and you have to get like it's a cold business. Morgan Riley's gone. Yeah, like, it's not it, it it's not a Morgan Riley. I mean, most... dude, again, that's a great contract. There's a lot of value there. There's going to be a lot of interest yeah. in trying to get Morgan Riley at five million dollars, even if it's for one year. Like that's still going to be. And a... you can you can recoup some of the picks that you that you've lost because yeah. you lost all of them. And they have three picks in the next in this round and like four next year. Yeah, and I would I would very much expect Dubas to do something similar to the, like the Andres Janssen trade where like there's actually, there's a player coming back the other way and you might not think much of him on the surface, but when you look under the surface, you see like, Oh, this is actually a guy that is likely yeah, to be on jo- the roster. Joey Anderson will be on the team next year. Exactly. And he's going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. And that's the, that's, kinda, that's the next that, Zach Hyman that, well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. That's the kind of like youthful grit and energy that you want, right? Like those are the guys you want to replace your, your Thorntons and your, your Simmons. Yep. And yeah. And, and the biggest thing that can happen over the off season is that, Matthews and Marner just be Matthews and Marner for a playoff. Like, yeah, doesn't like if if that happens, it's they could win a few games. Oh they yeah, win four games, not just three. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, the Leafs still suck, but there's hope. That's yeah, uh, that's um, that's that's where I'm at. It's still, I am still an ever sad. Ever I'm gonna be sad, sad for set on ever sad ten more months. Like there's 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 nothing. There's nothing they can do in the next ten months that'll make it make me believe in them. Like, it's a great uh, band name. Ever said? Perfect. Let's start a band right now. I'll play zero instruments and not sing. We are ever said. Yeah. And you're not going to enjoy this. All right, guys. We will uh, do this again in a week. Sure. Stay uh, stay healthy out there, everybody. Go, Mark Stone. <laughs>